Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 21. Holy shit, every day I'm just amused that I've made it another episode. Uh, Welcome to episode 21 of Break the Cycle with me, Joshua Smith. I hope everyone is having a wonderful Wednesday. I know I am. I am super stoked uh, to actually have a day off of work. If you guys have been following me, you know I work way too much. So it's nice to have a nice a day off and get some stuff done around the house and all that great stuff. Uh, shout out to the Naturalist Capitalist for the awesome super chat already. Killing it, buddy. Thank you so much. Uh, let's talk about some sponsors. Uh, of course, we have Coffee for all your delicious Italian coffee needs delivered directly to your door. Bring the taste of Italy home. Use BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. Also, toplobsta.com, my friend, my partner, Amazing graphic artist. This guy does everything by hand. Definitely check him out. Uh, use t- uh, BTC at checkout for a 10% discount as well. And, of course, Anthem Planning, executive producers of the show, anthemplanning.com, uh, for your emergency and crisis planning needs. Uh, they are amazing people. They're doing great work. Uh, I had Amy Lepore on the show uh, last week, and she's one of the smartest people I've ever met. So definitely hit them up. See what they're about. See if you can use them in your uh, business or your personal life. So, we got an awesome guest today. I got to tell you guys, like, I've had some pretty cool people on the show, right? Like, you know, Dave Smith and Scott Horton and great people. But this guy coming on right now is, like, one of my favorite people in this world. Uh, I, I, I dote on him enough. Um, but he is the uh, uh, the libertarian Alex Jones. I mean, he legitimately is. That's, that's what people are calling him on the internet. That's what I'm going to be calling him. Uh, he's amazing. Uh, he also is the host of uh dave versus goliath which if you have not checked out that show yet uh it's amazing and you need to go right now to youtube get off my stream go and subscribe to his and then come back it's amazing but i'm gonna play the clip that got me stoked on this show and, and it brings, brings together, together an unholy, unholy alliance, alliance frequently of, of religious, religious, religious extremists authoritarians fascists bigots uh, racists, racists nativists uh, even, even libertarians, libertarians. oh shit, shit. He is Mr. Dave Casey from Dave and Goliath. How are we doing today, Dave? What's happening, Josh? Good to see you, man. You too, brother. I'm, f- I'm very happy I finally got to have you on the show, man. Dude, I'm very happy that we finally, after I feel like it's been years that I've known you, I've seen you do so much, yet yet it, I feel like this is the first real conversation. It so. is. <laughs> it is, man. We, talk, we Dude, talked a lot on, on, on uh, well, Facebook and then, of course, Twitter now because yeah and we've like worked it, on projects and memes and videos and and yeah man I just feel like uh yeah it's good to catch up with you man thank I, you so I, much for yeah. that nice introduction yeah of course man and, and I'll tell you dude I, I you know anybody's following us already knows that I, I ran for chair twice um for for the uh for the libertarian party and uh, there were some people who made some cool memes during my chair run but no one came close <laughs> to Dave Casey's memes nobody nobody thank so, you man I had to tell a little story here my mom my mom uh there's a there's a really great I, my my mom's probably in the chat so I love you mom I love you very much but you need to listen I love that she's always around you dude I, that was one of the things that sold me on you was that your mom was always around applauding for you so yeah tell well, me the story I'm a giant <laughs> I'm a giant mom's boy but anyways so you know my mom's a little different than she was when I was growing up I there's a I can't I can't remember if it's Chris Rock or, or not but there's a Chris Rock joke we'll just go with it. it's Chris Rock and he says uh, you know my kids they love their grandmother they love their grandmother. Uh, and I have to constantly remind them that that's not the same lady I grew up with. That's a little <laughs> right. old lady. That's a common tale. Yeah, right? that's a that's a little old lady trying to get back into heaven now. So my mom, <laughs> my mother uh, is amazing. She's she's beautiful, a wonderful person. But she uh, does all this cool stuff like canning and and like makes strawberry jam and and grape jam, jelly and all this shit that she never did when I was a kid. But I'm I'm so happy that she's found what she loves in life and is able to do it. Um, but so when I was running for chair the first time, my mom made this huge batch of this Mount Hood strawberry jam and Mount Hood strawberries. Yeah, Mount Hood strawberries are amazing. They're really really delicious strawberries from they only grow in Oregon. Uh, they're a little bit smaller, a lot sweeter, and they make a really good jam. And uh, you're the one who made the j- the jam meme right the the, the space balls so he meme. took he took yeah. the space balls it was like a four panel <laughs> meme and and he put nick sarwark on on helmet right and uh i think so yeah and he, it was yeah. just it was one of the greatest memes yeah who I've else ever. could play that yeah of course it's nick as as helmet oh yeah it had to be and then and then it was like <laughs> me and alex merced in the like flying that's right. rv and uh yeah. there's only one man i know who would use the mount hood strawberry jam it was great it was the best <laughs> meme 
hands down the best meme uh, of all time. But anyways, man, what's going on with you? How's the show going? Dude, it's good, man. Just had episode six. I'm, uh, I, you know, there, I didn't come into it with quite as much, I don't think, demand and expectation that you did. So, you know, a lot of stock built up in you, dude. So, you know, good on you for that, man. You're crushing it. Um, but I'll tell you what, I'm having a good time. Um, and it's just essential, dude, to like talk these days with your boys and with the people in your community, you know, keep the lines of communication open. And that was kind of my motivation in the beginning when all this COVID stuff, it, it took me like eight months to get it going because I'm a perpetual procrastinator, but I feel pretty good about it, man. I got, um, uh, one of my best friends in the world, Dan, he's, uh, he's been co-hosting with me and he's just awesome to fire back and forth with, man. And that's, for me, that's really like the, the seed is just like having conversation to, and talking about trying to, you know, make, make light sometimes of some of these awful things that are happening like before our eyes. And, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I th- I'm, well, I'm think, enjoying it. I think it's great. I think your co-host has been really good too, um, and and Thanks, you, you kind of have this like you have this like persona on there, man. That's just like it's so fucking cool. Like I want to be, I want to be you, man. You know what I mean? I oh, think, yeah, I ho- right. I ho- you stay you. I'm telling you. I'm, well, look, dude, it took me four years to put this show together. You got yours done in eight months, man. I'm just telling you, you're doing it right. Dude, you know what you, I mean? You do, you are doing it right. I just I was telling you as we were getting started that the room is looking sweet. It looks inviting and warm. And I think you and I kind of come from the same school of like, you know, I don't know about you, man, but when I grew up, like Letterman was the shit. Conan O'Brien was the shit. And uh, even Saturday Night Live for the Young Bucks watching was the shit at one point. And um, so, yeah, I don't know, man, like the mic on the table and like the the inviting atmosphere, like that kind of harkens back to something that I really uh, enjoy, which, you know, it sucks now that all these people are, you know, you're your Jimmy Fallon's and your Jimmy Kimmel's and all they're the, just all, all the fucking just, Jimmy's. Oh, <laughs> Jimmy's and Seth's and your even, you know, uh, uh, who's the HBO guy who's been Bill Maher, uh, Bill Maher, dude. I mean, he used to, I used to love that guy. I used to think that that was like as real as it got yeah. Bill Maher, you know? And so you kind of got to kill your idols in a way yeah. at some point. Well, you got to be, be those guys. It's amazing. Cause Bill Maher had a show called politically incorrect. Right. You know what I mean? And for us, that's like, we're like, yeah, dude, that's dope. That's what we are. <laughs> yeah. But Bill Maher is no longer politically incorrect, man. No. No. Once in a while, he'll come out with a gem, but I think it's usually be- because he's trying to be relevant. But, dude, that's something that, like, I've noticed. I don't know if you've you had to have. Since COVID, man, that was one of the other inspirations to, like, start a podcast is because these people – they're like underbelly was exposed, man. You're like Trevor Noah's and you're, you know, these guys like without a laugh track, without the, the thousand dollar suits and, you know, all the people and the makeup artists and script writer, all the shit, dude, it's just like some guy in his house doing zoom. You know what I mean? Right. And it wasn't like kind of stripped away some of that, uh, Hollywood magic, man. And that's beautiful because <laughs> fuck those guys yeah. really, you know, <laughs> fully, fully agree. I mean, yeah, it's crazy when talk shows used to be good, man. We were a kid, and and it's okay to date ourselves. I mean, back in the day, I was sure. watching, I was watching Johnny Carson when I was a kid. You know what I mean? And and uh, and and that golden age of talk shows are just fucking over. And so it's nice to have people like you and I and Dave Smith and 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 Tom Woods and these great people that are doing good shows still are still trying to put out truth, are still trying to uh, you know not berate people who want to live their lives the way they want to live their lives. So um, it's pretty yeah. cool, man. But uh, as mentioned in the beginning of the show. You are, you are, uh, I I've seen more than one person. Okay. So there's, you're, this is your, this is you. So it's a conspiracy then. Yeah. yeah it's a conspiracy. <laughs> uh, call, calling you the, the libertarian Alex Jones. And I agree. I agree somewhat, you know, um, definitely I, I people That's call cool. me, I'll carry that. Yeah. Hell that yeah. Torch. Hell yeah. People, Absolutely. People call me the, uh, the, 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 you know, a conspiracy theorist quite frequently, quite frequently. Yeah. Um, but I'm not as loud and boisterous about it as you are. You just don't give a shit. What's your What's your favorite conspiracy to talk about? Um, man, like you mean because it's entertaining, or like the one that's most important, or like the one I know most about. Well, I, what's the most important one? How about that, dude? In my lifetime, or our lifetime, nine eleven. Oh yeah, I agree. Like, without Without a doubt, man. Without a doubt, and this stuff that's going on right now, the COVID stuff is probably worse. But that was the thing that I. That that was the thing I've been yelling about since pretty much like 2003. Like my approach is different now. Like I thought we could, you know, save everybody, and that if you just gave people the right information, that that would be enough. 
Sure. Right. And that definitely is not the case. And, you know, that was me young 20 something. I'm 40 years old. So that was, again, like all these things happened at, at once. Like COVID happened. I turned 40 during uh, lockdown. Um, Mike Heiss has been pushing this take human action thing for, you know, nearing four years. So that's like in my head, you know? So like, I feel like, dude, people our age, right? If you've ever said to yourself, we're really lucky because we grew up in the time where we like played outside. We had, you know, pre-internet. It was beautiful. Pre-9-11. We have this experience of the great before. If you've ever said, you know, that plus we were young enough to also, you know, adapt the internet fairly rapidly and, and enjoy it and get the best out of it. Like if you said that, if you're in that age realm, I think it's like probably the time to take some kind of leadership role. True. Do something like, you know, I'm not saying it has to be a podcast, though that's a really good way it seems like right now since, you know, information's getting squashed every which way, dude. Um, this is still a good way to get the signal out pretty clearly. And as you know, we could talk about this if you want, but I've been banned off Facebook for like the past four out of five months. I know you got the complete axe in like a day. That's really bizarre because you didn't even have any any strikes. I don't think I've, I've got like a laundry list of strikes and they I don't know how they work that. But um, yeah, man, it's it's crazy. So, yeah, we need again, keep the lines of communication open. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I I got dude. It was really weird the way I got taken off off Facebook. And in fact, I mean, it felt really intentional because I sit on the Libertarian National Committee. Right. And we're going into an election. And two weeks before the election, they asked me for good, not just like temporary ban, no warning. They didn't tell me what I did. They just deactivated my account completely. Couldn't log in anymore. Asked for my ID. I showed them my ID. They didn't do anything. Said if I didn't get my account back within 30 days, it would be permanently gone. And they never gave me the opportunity to download my shit, nothing. And I didn't do anything. Like I didn't do anything that could have, I, I scoured the terms of service. I'm like, I, did, I didn't do any of this shit. I didn't threaten right. violence. I, I didn't put out any hate speech. You know what I mean? It was like, it was just like, this is bizarre. I had the last. Dude, I, I, I said a girl looked like Jen Psaki once and I got hit with hate speech. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Like if you say somebody look like somebody, so they're, yeah, that's bullying. Um, you can, I don't know. But again, like I, again, I got a list, dude. If you don't, if you don't have any strikes, yeah, that's really crazy. And the timing is definitely. Yeah. I think I, you I know. think I had gotten one, I think I had gotten one, like, or maybe two, um, uh, like temporary, like two hour suspensions or something for, cause it was back mm -hmm. when, uh, when I was doing think Liberty and I had messaged like all of my, or tried to invite like all of my friends to the page or something. And they like gave me some kind of like weird little two hour, you can't invite anybody anymore, but it was like never anything for the terms of service. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've uh, had multiple 30 day bands, multiple seven day, 14 day, 10 day bands, all kinds of stuff. Jeez. And they, they're going to let me back in like eight days. And they're still going to let you back. Yeah, I'm coming back. And oh yeah, baby, I'm coming back. And they won't let, and they won't <laughs> let me back. They won't, they let, won't me let you back. No. But they did have that one time if a few weeks back, man, they took Heiss out and a bunch of other people and then they they Thanos snapped them right back into existence a couple of days later. It was bizarre. Yeah, dude. Well, and and it mine's so bad that like I started another account uh, a couple of weeks later after they took me off from a different email address, same IP address. And they within 6 hours that account was gone. Then I started just recently I started another new one from a completely different phone, different IP address, different email address, and within six hours that one was gone. So I mean, it's not like it's not like they're you know they're I mean they're actively looking for me in Facebook land to take me out. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's and based on their customer service, you'd think that it was not a for-profit company. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, and you know all these all these uh, communists that support Facebook and their their tyrannistic. Uh, bullshit you think you'd think they'd be a not-for-profit company too but guess what commies they are big time <laughs> um by uh by the way murder beam thanks for the, the super chat he says shout outs to the rest of the de mecock crew what an oh, amazing yeah. group of people dave included tell him i'm sorry i've been late to work twice now <laughs> that's right he owe me some dishes time <laughs> he's uh he's working he's working on the uh on the, on the farm you got a farm or something right dude yeah i started a business a couple years ago and uh we were lucky enough to host Joe Jorgensen actually last year. Uh, oh, cool. She came out, parked her big old bus on my farm, and did she walk? Did she walk around and make, actively make sure there were no racists on your farm before she? 
<laughs> actually, there was some kind of uh, yeah, some kind of uh, survey going around about that. Perhaps a contract of some sort. I don't know. Was it like a, it was like a it was like a petition that you, oh, a pledge. Had to it was sign? a pledge. Oh, sure, that's sure. Yeah, absolutely, dude. That's that's oh man, horrible, horrible. Uh, no, somebody asked if I got if I got perma banned today. I'm not sure. I'll find out in like three more hours. So today, Twitter. I logged into Twitter. Uh, yesterday, I said, you know, I, I there was a politician talking about, you know, these these passports. And I said, uh, I said, uh, it's, you know, he's like per FBI. If you, uh, you know, if you use these these passports fraudulently, you can be fined and this and that and this and that. And I said, per me, uh, let's bring back tar and feathering for tyrants who, <laughs> who they work for. Right. So basically, just uh, let's make politicians birds again. And they didn't like that. <laughs> And, uh, and so they actually sent me my own tweet and said, uh, you're being, you know, you got a 12 hour or whatever. You can still read, you can still, uh, you know, direct message people. And I did direct message you. I direct message yeah. top lobster. And then all of a sudden it wouldn't let me send messages anymore. And I'm going, what the hell? And then all of a sudden it wouldn't let me log in anymore at all. But my account's still up. People can still see my account. It's still showing yep. all my followers and shit. So uh, there's like three hours left on my on this twelve hour, and then we'll find oh, out man. if I get it back or not. I don't know. But I'm, it, I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah, but <laughs> in, in the meantime, I started a new one. I um, saw you, dude. You're already cruising. Yeah, I started a new one. Great. It's already got like 500 followers. Thank you guys. Thank you to the 140 people that retweeted my tweet there. Dude, I am amazed by, by the the pages that do real like liberty memes dude how many times have they taken those guys down oh so many neocon times. remover i don't know how many times that he started a page but like people just keep coming back man i love it yeah just, neocon remover uh it's funny that they you know neocon remover has been removed a couple times but they they, they, they <laughs> always they always let his page come back <clears throat> always every time right right and, and so if they permanently delete me, but they keep letting Neocon Remover come back, we know that there is 100% a conspiracy against Joshua Smith in the social media, like, big tech world. Strange things are afoot. You got the right guy, buddy. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, That's for sure. I, 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 I am terrified of the day when they come after my YouTube at this point because I, you know, you guys, I put a lot of fucking work into this YouTube, okay? Mm. A lot. Dude, I'm pretty sure, if I had to guess, Nick Sarwark called his boys at Stratford. <laughs> they put it in. They put it in the newsletter. Let them know that this is fucking you're hitting that that threshold where right. they gotta do some espionage. Get up in there. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sure, man. You know, I'm. I'm sure, Nick. You know, we could talk about that, man. I, I think you know there was a time. Ain't scared, bro. That guy is. I don't know. Well, there, something's. <laughs> there was there was a time, man. Right where like when that first came out, that WikiLeaks first came out, right. About Nick Sarwark. If you guys aren't familiar, uh, WikiLeaks released a list of people who were like high-level operatives in in contact with Stratfor, which is a contractor. Um, and uh, they said these people are all all high-level operatives. And Nick Sarwark had two addresses on there and his name, and I think his phone number was on there too. And uh, and so people started calling him out on it because WikiLeaks put this out, and the Free Thought Project ran with the article. About yeah. It. And WikiLeaks is not wrong. I mean, they're just not no. typically wrong. I mean, ever wrong. They 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 do a lot of research on the things they put out. And Nick's uh, response was, "My my brother in law, <laughs> my brother in law. Okay, here's what happened. My brother in law got me a one year <laughs> subscription to the Stratford uh, uh, newsletter or, or magazine. That or is the gift that keeps on giving, Clark. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going. I'm going. First of all, who in their right mind would buy the chair of the Libertarian Party a year subscription to Stratford Magazine? Right, right. But brother-in-law is a big gag. Yeah, yeah. I mean, was he trying to? T was it a funny joke or what? Do you have this on camera? Because if I if Hilarious. I a joke like this on somebody, I'm gonna I'm gonna videotape this. You know what I mean? Right. Um. But so so at first, you know, this was this was before I had really worked on the board with the guy, and I'm going, no, that's bullshit. You know, I, and I'm a conspiracy guy too. Let's let's be honest. But I, I'm not buying into it. I'm like, I'm not buying the shit. It's bullshit, you know. Then I worked on the board with Nick for two years. And by the end of that two years, I couldn't come up with a, a logical reason why he wasn't working for an FBI like or the, the an alphabet agency right. of any court, any kind. And then I started thinking, I'm like, you know, this guy got really involved with the Libertarian Party initially in Maryland. Okay. And and then where did he go after that? And how then, many times? How many? <laughs> and then he went to Colorado. <laughs> Boop. Okay, and then he went and to Arizona. 
where in the world is Nick Sarwark going next? Yeah. And so, <laughs> and so first he became like the vice chair of Maryland. Then he became like the chair of Colorado or the vice chair of Colorado. Then he moved to Arizona, became the chair of the national party. Then once he realized that he had lost all hope there, he moves to the place where all the anarchists are living in, in New Hampshire, the Free State Project. Right. My suggestion to the people in the, in the Free State Project, who three of just got like like big time indicted for uh, running a, a Bitcoin trading service that they had been running for like a decade out of the, oh, out of the blue. My suggestion is don't deal with this guy <laughs> you know what i mean like, right like don't can't we blacklist some people i mean i'm dude i'm down with unity there's unity right here yeah this is unity and i'm down to unite with anybody who's down with this and some other you know really easy breezy slogans but i'm not down to unite with that guy for anything man because whether or not he's a bad actor or a fed boy or just an asshole like he is a hindrance to the movement. And that's, I mean, again, if you go back to the roots of the Mises caucus and why you ran. And, um, that's definitely was part of my inspiration, man. When Heist called, he's like, dude, have you ever heard of this guy named Nick Sarwark? And I had like been calling myself a libertarian. I was like, no, man, I don't know who that is. Well, he, he's running the show and he has been for years. And he's like, he told me that he was like talking shit on Ron Paul. And I was just like, that can't be, it was almost as mind-blowing as when I heard Ron Paul talk about ending the Fed for the first time. Like, holy shit, this can't be true. Right. This can't be true. And then come to find out, man. And I was just like, man. And, you know, dude, then you go from there, go down the rabbit hole, and we could, you know, this is, again, just, I guess, conspiracy theory. But the party's been around for 50 years. It's based right outside of Langley, right? Like, not too far. Yeah. <laughs> it's within that Beltway region. It's stated purpose is to d smash the state, right? The question should not be, I wonder if it's been like, you know, infiltrated a bit, some co-intel bros. Or it should be, how me how much <laughs> is it corrupted with oh, there's, there's un It's undoubtedly corrupted. Yeah. Undoubtedly. I mean, and not just with, you know, I'm being, let me be clear. You got some motherfucking cops through, through your ranks in places, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I would venture to say. We can explore that further today or, you know, do some do some uh, WikiLeaks searches, guys. Check that stuff out for yourself. I would. Yeah, well, and it's crazy. So I'm going to tell a story that I've actually never told right now that's going to set you off. Um, yes. So when I was running for chair the first time, I'm building this platform, right? Uh, it's, it's very clear that I went from a nobody to somebody who's flying around the country speaking behind Ron Paul doing shit like that in like less than a year. Okay. And uh, there was this page on Facebook. It's gone now. Um, but there was this page on Facebook. And the guy who run the Facebook page, his name was Todd. Okay. And uh, he started reaching out to me. He's like, dude, you know, I want to talk. You're doing great. I like the things you're doing, blah, 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 blah. He's running this Liberty page. He's got like 1,400 followers. It's not anything huge or anything. And uh, so we're talking, we're, we're talking back and forth a lot, you know, and all of a sudden he turns on me and starts calling me a white nationalist and saying all this shit about me on this page, right? And I'm going, oh, that was really weird. This guy was like getting to know me, trying to be my friend, all this stuff. Then I realized he did it to Austin Peterson too, same thing. Then I realized he did it to a couple other bigger names in the, in the, in the movement. And I was all, this is fucking weird. So I, I call a guy who I know does, you know, computer stuff. And is really good at this kind of stuff. Um, and I'm like, yo, we need to dox this guy and figure out who the, f who the fuck he is. Because there's something going on here, right? And so they did. He did. And he brings me all this information. He got him through a business that he used to own. He got him you know, all the way back to the guy was a police officer who joined the military. And was in some kind of information something or yep. other in the military. Gathering. <laughs> yep, sure. And so I message this back to him. I got I was like, hey, I got all this info, bud. What the fuck are you doing? You know? <laughs> I'm not stupid. And then all of a sudden his account's gone. And the page is gone. And I'm going, yep. Wow, dude. Wow. I think I exposed. just I think I just exposed like a federal agent who was literally trying to get close to me. It was bizarre. Yeah. It was it, at first I was like terrified, you know, I'm like, whoa, holy shit, dude. Like I'm a I'm a fucking nobody. I had like, you know, three thousand followers or something. I'm going, this is crazy. Hi kids. Do you like violence? Yeah.
Are you sick to death of pussyfooting around the truth while being constantly fed lies by news and big tech tyrants? If so, then come join me, Dan Smots, on The System Is Down, where we get weird, have fun, and dig into all the dangerous taboo topics like conspiracies, politics, religion, culture, current events, and everything your family just prays you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. And I know that reality is scary to some people, so if you're easily offended, just ignore this and go back to making cat memes or whatever. But if you're ready to change the world for the better, come join me on The System Is down at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts. That's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over. You know what I mean? But the, it, this shit happened. Like, no joke. I'm not lying. I'm not making this up at all. I, I'm not going to name the person who went out and found all that stuff for me. Uh, but nope, he, don't but need he's, to. he's somebody a lot of us know and he's a good dude. Like, I trust him, you know? And uh, and so it was it was really, really bizarre. But um. You know, if you if you weren't a conspiracy theorist before something like that, <laughs> right? Uh, but I also used to talk to people in the in the party, like older guys have been around for a long time. D. Frank Robinson and some of these guys that have been around since the beginning of the party, and they'll tell you straight up. They're like, for every you know hundred people you meet in the party, just assume that one of those people is a, an infiltrator of some sort. Oh yeah, At one out of a hundred for sure. I'd put <laughs> damn right, damn right. That's a conservative bet. So, uh, yep. so, and now we have the Mises caucus, right? And the Mises caucus oh, is, is God bless the Mises caucus. Well, and yeah, I agree. And you're doing great work there in Delaware and you got great people. I, I I'm surprised to see how much the Delaware Meacocks have, have grown. Oh, I've put together a special team. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. Amy is, um, yeah, she's leading everybody and it's, she's the one to do it. She is organized, very professional, smart. brilliant. Yeah, very smart. Griff's, Griff's yep. really smart too. I like them. They're what a power oh, yeah. power couple. That's how you do it. Power couple it up, you know. <laughs> and the, yeah, they're dedicated and uh, yeah, great couple. And um, Ryan Bunting, who was just in the chat, man, he's great too. His girls involved. Um, and we've been they've been coming over the farm every Sunday. We do breakfast and brunch and talk about. Uh, we're doing a. I should do a shout out for. We're having an event uh, for our uh, convention weekend. Spike's coming out. Angela's coming out. Mike Heiss is going to be there. Maj Ture is going to be there. Um, it's called Liberty Speaks. That's June 4th in Dover, Delaware. You should check that out if anyone's in the area. It's going to be a good time. Are you saying you put all that together and no one even sent me an invite, man? That's ouch. Dude, that's I'll ouch. tell you what. I, ouchy, I, did the, I did the least amount of work putting that together, but um, you should – yeah, you are official. I can't point with the camera over there, but you are welcome to come out here and crash on that couch. <laughs> when, when is <laughs> Absolutely. it? When is it again for people who want to know? Uh, June fourth. In fact, dude, I'll get. I'll, I could probably get you a speaking role if you want to. You know, I can't speak for the whole caucus, but I'm pretty sure I could get you a speaking role. Well, you know, with seven kids, I'm going to have to ask the the fiance and stuff like that first. You know, that's I, right. And that's We're the... putting them all on the plane. Everybody mask up. Get yeah. on board. <laughs> well, and that's that's the reason why I was like, I'm. You know, that's that's the reason why I'm not running for chair anymore, too. You know, it's like I I want to do the traveling that it would take to become chair of this party. I can't anymore. It's completely. Yeah. It's completely different world for me as it wasn't the first two times, but. Um, can you imagine doing that, bro, plus this show and all the 12s that you've been pulling? Dude. I would say, yo, get this show. You're, you've got the – I haven't even told you yet, man. Your, your list, your guest list that you've put together is the best one I've ever seen coming out the gate, and that's including Decentralized Revolution with Aaron Harris, which is just – I mean he's phenomenal and it's great and the list is great. But you got Monica Perez coming on. I saw that, bro. That's really exciting. Ask her. She's got some cool Libertarian Party conspiracies. Oh yeah. I wanted to ask her some stuff. So yeah, you should toss that out to her a little bit. The guy, <laughs> the guys that, uh, the the guys that, um, uh, the Mad Ones. I don't know if you watch that podcast or the show. They're really cool too. They have me on recently. They're really really cool. You should definitely. I saw your shirt. That. Yeah, the I Mad Ones. Yeah, they're they're really cool. Uh, Cam Harless, who is really yeah, and Jessica Green. Uh, I think I think that's your last name. Sorry. Uh. They they uh they told me that they have some things that I can say to Monica that will get her set off and really going. So I'm gonna I'm gonna work in tandem with the mad ones on that interview. It would be so do if you can harpoon her for the party, dude, Mises Caucus, just that would be the best. I, I gotta say, she has been she hasn't left my top three. The propaganda report in my rotation since COVID began, dude. It's been such a valuable podcast. Um She's so good. And from the Ron Paul school, she's just as legit as it gets. And again, really smart. And, True. Uh, she's got that radio voice, man. Radio friendly. Comes from that school. Uh, shout out to Krill McFlay for single-handedly dragging down all Delaware libertarians. That's from Dylan Griffith. 
I don't. <laughs> I don't get the reference, bro. I don't rep my hood as probably as as best as I should. Hi, I'm in Delaware. Is like the thing that everybody knows from the state. You know what I mean? Yeah, from it's, from, from uh, Wayne's World. That's what, every time I yeah. hear Delaware, that's the first thing. Hey, we're in Delaware. But listen, I gotta say, since I'm here and I'm and I'm, I'll rep it a little bit. I think that that's a little bit of some misdirection, man. You know what is in Delaware? Joe fucking Biden, like the quintessential corrupt politician who ever existed. You know what else we got here? We got Chase Bank. We got fucking Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac down the streets two miles from my house. Uh, you know, <laughs> I think Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump both had like P.O. boxes set up here for businesses. It's like the fucking Cayman Islands, dude. Um, yeah, so it's drive-by state. You can just while you're on your way to Philly or on your way to the beach, but this is where people come to do some dirty fucking business. But we only have three counties. Boom, boom, boom. It's small, man. It looks like a little key on the little on the side of Pennsylvania of the Keystone State. So we have some unique opportunities here, I think, as you know, in a small state, as you know, man. Smaller the thing, the easier it is to manage, the easier it is to effect change. And yeah, I agree. Uh, I so think I, uh, I think Jeff. Jeff Hewitt, who's the the one the libertarian county supervisor for Riverside County in California, I think his county has a bigger population than than Delaware. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's like it's like a million or just shy of a million. Yeah, million you, one. I wonder. Like that. So you guys, I'm wondering if you guys are have more than Rhode Island or not. I think that we do. Rhode Island's tiny. Like, you could walk through yeah. Rhode Island in a day, like it's a, it's yeah. over. That's crazy. I think that we do, and you could you could get from. Maryland, Delaware, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, all within like 15 minutes. Yeah, that's that's wild to me, man. I don't it, know. it is. I can see New Jersey from my. I can see New Jersey from my house. Yeah. I actually can. <laughs> I'm, I'm from a, I'm from a state that takes like uh you know from from the bottom to the top to drive through the state that I grew up in is like uh 16 hours or something. So. Oh, dude, I've done some of those drives. I um I toured with a band for years, and um, yeah, I've done some of those beautiful beautiful drives was, but yeah it takes a while i was also a band guy and in fact uh later on tonight i'm recording a show with phil labonte that's going to be aired on friday so it's going to be pretty oh, cool dude. um that's great but speaking of music uh one of the first things i ever saw from you was a rap song about ramp ron paul man yeah that was that was you right did, yeah absolutely me and my buddy i wrote the music and did 16 bars on it and then i had another guy uh yeah do the second verse where can people find this i should that's what i should have downloaded i should have downloaded that clip um, yeah, I played in a band called Deadbeats uh, for lots of years, and we got invited to play. I, we made that song, and we got invited to play Paul Fest uh, 2012. Um, that was amazing, dude. That's where I – they had Gary – the Libertarian Party, I think, was there. They had Gary Johnson there giving a little speech. Um, but yeah, it was a kind of send-off send for Ron Paul. Um, and uh, I remember I, I sent a, a text to the band – recently and like we haven't played show a show in years but i was like yo if we would have taken the money that we that we got for that show and bought bitcoin while we were there because bitcoin was also there with a tent sure when it was for when it was 14 dollars sure for, for bitcoin it's like we'd have then this was months ago like we'd have 3.3 million dollars just wanted to tell you guys because i was the only guy in the band who was like kind of sold on ron paul and the liberty movement at the time and uh the rest of the guys were like hip to it but it was just like they wanted to just play music you know um but yeah, that song got just that one song got us that. Yeah, if you come here, we'll pay you and hang out for a couple of days, put you up at a hotel, and yeah, dude, that was that was awesome. I loved that time. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> cool, man. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, dude, I had a buddy who tried to get me into Bitcoin. Fuck, I I want to say it was like 2010 or 2011 or something. Yeah, I don't even think it, I don't even think it was over two bucks or something at the time. And he's like, dude, you got to buy this shit. You know, you got to do it. Trust me. And I'm like, I don't want any of your fucking World of Warcraft money, man. I don't want it. <laughs> that's what, dude. I, I, yeah. No regrets. Okay. Maybe a few regrets. Absolutely. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's my big that's... regret, man. I'd be a big, I'd be a big time millionaire if I would have died. That, that guy just like disappeared off the face of Earth. No one talks to him anymore. He's probably got an island somewhere now. Right. And uh, and and here I am, like, oh man, what what shitcoin can make me some money before so I can buy some more Bitcoin? You know? It's it's one of the things. I mean, and I I really missed the boat. Big time, but it's one of the things that makes me have super faith, uh, super uh, amount of faith in our community. Like we're the ones that saw. That. I say we, like I'm, I didn't, but libertarians saw the potential in that. Sure. The just a, ver a very small group of people were like, "Boop, that's going to be the thing," and now it's the thing yeah. for everybody. 
You know what I mean? I wish yeah, we could got, get kind of credit for that. Yeah, <laughs> we you don't got, really. I mean, you got you got Elon Musk buying it. I mean, it's you know, it's <clears throat> it's completely right. different than than what it 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 was when I first heard about it. But yeah, I mean, it was definitely, and it's still. I mean, crypto in general is a libertarian ideal. It's a, a decentralized currency that circumvents the federal government. We can make payments and stuff, and the government doesn't even know that we've made payments to other people with this shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but anyway, speak, going back to uh, uh, the Mises Caucus and um, and uh, infiltrators in the Libertarian Party, how scared do you think these people are of the of the Libertarian Party Mises Caucus? Is do you think that's why they get so much pushback because there's some federal agents in the party that are like, okay. These guys are going to take us over. We're going to, we're not going to be able to keep continue to do what we've been doing. Now they're now we're just running past people. I mean, to be honest with you, the, four years ago when I got involved with the Mises Caucus, right? There was like, I say this all the time. There was like fifty people in a Facebook group. It was no, it yeah, was nothing, right? right? Oh yeah. And now we're just running past people. I mean, people are like, "Hey, you guys are racist. Hey, slow down." You know, like they're just gone. It's gone, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. and, and like nobody cares. Nobody. Everybody's like, "Fuck you." Like you're a nerd. Goodbye. We got shit to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. How scared do you think these people are, man? Like, do how scared do I think the feds are or the nerds? <laughs> the fed, the, both of them. <laughs> I don't. I think the nerds are really scared. I think the feds are gearing up because, I mean, they would never come out and on MSNBC and Joy Reid would never go. There's something called the Mises Caucus that's taking in thousands of dollars for you know. <laughs> they, they would never say it by anything by name. They would never, but. Yeah, if they're going to go out on MSNBC and go, even libertarians. Like, he even had to say it with that inflection because I think for maybe as as much of a bad rep as we can get or like, you know, the PR isn't that great for libertarianism right now. You know, people, I think, regard us as just peaceful people. It says that, you know, right in the beginning, the non-aggression principle and everything. So he has to kind of be like, even these peaceful people want to kill you. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Like, that's (laughs) – that's. So um, yeah, man, I think they're taking it to the next to the next level, um, and that was always, dude, what the war on terror was supposed to do was invert one day, right? After they finished their shit overseas, you turn that thing in on its own people, um, and that's yeah, that's definitely what they're doing right now, dude. Yeah, we well, and that was it was really cool to hear uh, Amy Lepore talk about that on the show, like how you know all these essentially all these municipalities and locale locales have like been conditioned to bring the war right. and terrorism to, to the, their local community. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was bizarre. I'd never thought about it that way ever before until she, that was like a, I don't know if you guys have watched that episode. If you haven't do yourself a favor. Watch I watched that episode. it. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. It was a huge smack in the face, dude. Like I was like, wow, holy shit. That like, that's insane. Like this is really insane and, and yeah. true. Um, and, and now, yeah, Brennan on, on national television saying even the libertarians are basically terrorists and, and you're going, wait, how, how are we the terrorists? Oh, right, right. Right. Because anybody who, um, stands up to big government is a terrorist now. Right. Which is, that's the, the PR, that's the PR war. That is the, that's, that's the info war. <laughs> you know, dude, that is definitely it, man. <clears throat> Absolutely. And in a state of emergency, Right. When you're dealing with these snakes in the den of vipers, they're all lawyers. That's the legalese is the is the language that they speak. That and double speak. <clears throat> but yeah, absolutely. When um, in the state of emergency, that's when they can get away with all this all the stuff. Trump declares emergency. That gives whatever blue Democrat governor the power that all these MAGA people are yelling about. You know what I mean? But it's like this tandem act. Guy declares emergency. Emergency. I think we've been in a state of emergency since 9/11 that like allowed a certain amount of things. Oh right? sure, yeah, yeah. And then a new declaration for this, a new declaration for that, which allows all these people to just supersede all your the entire Bill of Rights, the Constitution, everything else. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, I have made it no secret on my show that I I don't believe in the Constitution. I did for a while, you know. I believed in it when I thought when I was a neocon. I believed in the Constitution, if you, that makes any sense to you. But uh, um, and don't and, you think that that it's the reason though that we like granted it is not it's not working the way that may, perhaps it intended it was intended or or maybe it was intended that way. But isn't it? Let me ask you this. I was just talking about it in my last episode. Libertarian criticism of the Constitution. Like, don't you think that it's better here right now than? I mean, Canada looks like shit, bro. 
those guys, those guys, they're so polite, but they're like tyrannical monsters. Sure. Monsters. Like it's worse than here. Um, Europe is worse than here. All the crown countries are worse than here. Um, so I don't know, like, again, in, in a, if all these people know is legalese and all they're trying to do for like is kill it with a thousand pinpricks, right? But if, if it, at the end of the day, it says shall not be in is it just like they can't figure out the legal argument and it's like, is it somewhat of a buffer or is it somewhat, is it just, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I take, like I said, I take a very Lysander Spooner approach when it comes to the Constitution. It's either, it's either, uh, it's either authorized the government we have now, or it's done nothing to stop it. So, it, yeah, in either way. Um, and 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 like I said last night, if if we could get back to the Bill of Rights, I'm not gonna bitch. Right. I'm not gonna bitch about that. That's an easy sell, I think. Better, you know, it's easier. I'd love to. Than... I'd love to get there. And and if yeah. and if that document somehow helps us get there and helps regulate this government, because you know it, those are not the Constitution was not made to be laws for the people, right? Right. It was made to be laws for the government. Restrain the state, right? Yeah. Exactly. And somehow they found ways to use it against us. It's double speak, man. They just that they're all lawyers. <laughs> well, and and the uh, you know the uh, what do I I always like to talk about Nick Sarwar because he's a lawyer and he's so good at this. Um, uh, what's the the term I'm looking for? God, I'm going to sound stupid right now. Plausible deniability. <laughs> and, right. all, and all these people in government, they're the same fucking way, dude, right? They're like, they say something, they're like, well, that's not entirely what I said. And it's like, <laughs> Jesus, dude, you know? Like, right. like Nick Sarwark going around saying, uh, you know, oh, well, yeah, I did say to vote for, uh, you know, Cheney or Hitler, but I didn't say it the way you think I said it, right? I said it <laughs> meaning like, if they were to become libertarian, no, dude, you said if the if Hitler was the the libertarian <laughs> nominee, that yes, you have a duty to vote. You for would be him. obligated, right? Yeah. Jesus, man. Uh, we got some more uh, super chats. Top lobster, thanks a lot. Uh, Daniel three biblical anarchy, cool name. This has quickly become one of my favorite podcasts. Thank you for all your hard work, Josh. The haters are gonna hate. Let me now take this. Uh, let me. Now take this and go buy Monero. I do like Monero. I've talked about it on the show. It's great. It's very uh, anonymous. Uh, Murder Beam says they're terrified of our success. DEMC has been kicking pure ass for months, and we have no signs of stopping. The cathedral is paying attention. And thank you also to Natural Capitalists again. Reed Coverdale. Go follow that man. He does a good show. I know he's trying to get Dave on the show too. He's a good dude. I like him, man. I do. Too. I like that. I like that Dave Smith got to him before these bastards in the party got to him. Yes, and you know, well, and I think there was a time where he was kind of like going that way. I do. I really do. You know, that's what I'm saying. Dave made a good move coming in and just you know gri- gripping them up. Hey guys, let me explain myself before you go and you know get cozy with these douchebags. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> it's like, ma- it definitely like David fight too. I know. I noticed he's. He's come around on some of us pretty pretty quickly too, and I think at first he 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 you know probably wasn't a huge fan, but um, I think these guys are doing great things. And and we talk Me about too. let's talk about this unity thing for a minute, right? Because yeah, we know that last year I was kind of preaching the unity thing still when I was still running for chair a little bit. I was like, oh, we got to come together. I got to go on the Fakertarians podcast, which was fucking stupid of me, by the way. Um, <laughs> I know that now. I know that now. I, I, you know, and Dave, Dave told, you know, everyone in the Mises Congress was like, that was fucking stupid. Why would you do that? I was like, I thought I did a good job, you know? I uh, know, dude. I understand the inclination if you're running and uh, I, yeah, but they're just absolute shitbags. Well, it was like, it was like, it was like communist, bro. Like no matter how much you try to like unify with these people and, and find common <laughs> right. ground, they're still going to line you up against the wall. And that's what happened. They, they hate you. Yeah. 100%. They still kept talking shit about me. Their group is fucking 90% about me. I mean, that's sad, dude. I'm like a dad with seven kids and you know, what I mean? <laughs> like I don't do shit. I, 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 I haven't been out to a bar in a year, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, give me a break. Yeah, you so, motherfucker. Someone let me do something, bro. <laughs> Jesus. No, but, but it's, it's true. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, you know, I, I, I went on there trying to make some inroads and it ended up slapping me in the face. Um, and so when I was preaching this unity thing, Dave was like, Hey, don't do that. You know? And now it's like, yeah. Dave's like unity, unity, unity. And I'm like, I don't give a shit anymore. I'm like, fuck all right. these people. Like all of them. Like seriously, I've I don't picked, care about I've picked up that vibe it, from yeah, you. I've, yeah. I've watched a couple episodes and I've, <laughs> I've picked up that vibe. But I can appreciate that too because I was in attack mode too, bro. I pretty much since, well, anytime that there's a campaign going on that Nick Sarwark was in it, I was cranking out memes and vicious ones and, uh, you know, 
I'm just good at that. So like I go for the jugular when people are dicks to me or dicks to my people or that's just my way. So maybe I needed to maybe take take that back when we're not, uh, you know, in campaign mode. That's fine. Yeah, I just, um, I just don't care anymore. Like I, I hit a, I hit a wall. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you got a lot of stuff going on, man. Yeah, big just, family, big well, show. It's not even that. It's the four years of fucking abuse I took from these people. I you know. know. Yeah, it's awful. And they're they're awful people. That's what I'm saying. Bad actors, dude. Um, there's no unity with those people. So I've said today, I think it might have even been on one of David Fight's threads. Maybe it was. But I said, unity, I'm a meacock. I'm Dave. I'm a meacock. Unity with everybody who's cool with Ron Paul, who respects Ron Paul. If that That's my gauge. Sure. If you just, anybody, dude, prag, radical, Anybody but a libsock, like Mike I said, get out of my party and then I'll work with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there, you, you know, know and, and honestly, I met a couple of libsocks that are like, yo, dude, I just want a voluntary commune with my homies, and I think libertarian's the best way to get there. I'm like, cool fucking A, dude. I like you. You're good. You know what I mean? But it's yeah. it's the ones that are like, I'm a lib libertarian socialist, but um, I'm really a tanky that's acting like a libertarian socialist. Like, fuck you guys, you know what I mean? Like if you if you yeah. listen, if you think that we need a forced UBI and and forced fucking Medicare for all and all this shit. I got news for you, bud. You're not a fucking libertarian. You're just not. No. You're not. No. You're, you're a libertine looking for something cool that you can perhaps maybe like co-opt <laughs> and you know steer and use for your own. Well, I think they're looking for ballot access. I think it was what you know. So, got it. Yeah. I think they're DSA rejects that that are like, well, the Democrats are never going to let Bernie win. And so let's go take over the Libertarian Party real quick while it's small enough that we can still have ballot access in, in 49 states. And then we'll just run a, a Libertarian Socialist candidate just like Bernie and, and he'll do yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like – and us Libertarians are like, hey, buddy, let me tell you something about how hard it is to win elections in this party. Sit down. It's libertarian. Right. You know? Try it out. Yeah. It's, sure. not, it's not easy. And then if you want to throw socialists in there, it's going to make it even harder for you, bud, because you know right now we can at least get some of the like conservative-leading people to vote for our candidates. You're not going to get any of them. None of them. If if they're trolling us, I guess it makes a certain, you know, there's you can get some points for that. But yeah, dude, when Matt Kunal was running, he got on the stage. I was just like, and again, that was like kind of my introduction into the party. I was just like, how open and inclusive and like how much of a doormat do you have to be to have an open communist on like the stage to potentially even, small as the chances may be, run your party right what the fuck is the what's going on here <laughs> i was just i was kind of blown away by that dude. Well, I, found it, out, I found out later that you see so, so when you do the debates at the national convention for chair you have to get tokens you have to get like a certain amount of tokens to get on the stage right and i found out later that the people who really hated me gave him their tokens because it wasn't right a vote. it wasn't a vote they gave him the, they gave him their tokens to get him up on stage to go up there and lambast me and talk shit to me and try and get me to, to pop. And it worked. I mean, eventually it worked. Yeah. You know, I, Entertainment, right? Yeah. Fuck the whole process. Fuck Liberty. Forget just the we, fact you know. that it's on you know, uh, MSNBC or whatever other, whatever fucking channel was running it. Like you you just put a, an actual Marxist Leninist on our stage at a libertarian national convention. Like, Unbelievable. These people aren't serious people, dude. They're not serious people. And now no. we have, and now we have the Mises Caucus, who's very serious and who's coming to yeah. and fucking shit up for them. And they're like, "Hey, wait a minute, we weren't serious, you know." And we're like, "Well, we are. Bye, you know. See you later." Um, so, but anyways, what's some other great conspiracy theories you love, dude? Um, hmm, man, yo, this this new one we're living through right now is fucking wild, bro. Aren't you? Don't you think that this is? Do you, do you, I mean, fo do you follow suspicious? me? Do you follow me? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's yeah, literally yeah. a whole secret group on on uh, on Facebook dedicated to trashing me and my family called Covades. They call me Joshua Covades. Oh my god, yeah. these people. Yeah. Such fucking trash. Trash people, dude. But uh Ugh, no, I'm I agree. Sorry. I agree and and I think, you know, I'm not I'm not one of the people who's like, oh, COVID doesn't exist. Like I know COVID exists. Like I get it. I know people who've had it and been sick and, and I even This know is this is this is the trick, bro. This is the this is the Jedi mind trick. And you can actually Google a picture or duckduck a picture right now, uh, of Bill Gates uh, how to lie with statistics. True. And he's it's him it's him sit, sitting next to that book. And what that basically means is you could uh, if you're a CNN news anchor, you could go on TV with a straight face and you're not lying when you say the president just walked into a room without a mask on 
during a deadly pandemic. You could say that, and that could be your big headline. And that could that is true, because there is a deadly pandemic legally. You know, for the lawyers out there listening, the, the like legally. legally. Right. There is a deadly pandemic. But when you think of that and you think of the pictures and the videos they were playing from China in the beginning of this, like motherfuckers in the street, like, oh, no, COVID has got me. Dude, that's what people think of when they think like deadly pandemic, you know. Um, so and people just they, dude, they still don't have their f- facts right. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, I heard Dave Smith and Joe Rogan talk. Dude, they, they're getting all kinds of heat talking about like, oh, well, what happened to the flu? It's like, oh, it's totally gone. So, like, I don't know. I don't think it's too much of a of a reach <laughs> there right. to say. I think some of these eighty year old people that had diabetes and and high blood pressure got the fucking flu and died, like they ha- you know. But instead of like what writing, happens every year, you mean? Right, but instead of writing, you know, they uh, okay, like um, you know, that they died of diabetes or they died. Uh, of high blood pressure or whatever sure. they're going to write, they're going to write COVID because each hospital wants that 15 G's 39 or whatever. 39,000. 39, okay. I, mean, di- I think Medicare was given 39,000 for a, for a uh, diagnosis and another f- nine or nine to 15 for uh, vented patients. And then, and then they come out. Now we got doctors and nurses coming out. This is hundred percent verifiable, not conspiracy theory. We have doctors and nurses coming out, especially in New York saying we were venting patients to stop the spread in the hospital. It was never about a life-saving technique. They knew that if they vented them, they'd keep the 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 spread down and that's what they were doing. We know that vents kill people. We know right. vents in in all situations vents can kill you very easily because they're super harsh on your lungs, especially full pressure, you know what I mean? As somebody 9 who, out of 10, I think they got the vent. Yeah, and and I'm yeah, and I'm and I'm you know, I went to nursing school, right? I got I graduated with my LVN back in 2014. I know it's just a low-level nursing position, right? But it's still a, a healthcare professional. We still had to learn about drug trials. We still had to learn about you know vents and 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 all kinds all kinds of stuff. You know, IV therapies and and I had to go through two extensive pharmacology classes. Like I understand pharma, pharmacology very well, much better than people give me credit for. You know what I mean? Um, and we know it's going through nursing school. That you vents are a very, very last ditch effort to save somebody's life, right? Very, very last ditch effort, especially high, high pressure, high flow vent, right? Because that's how often did you use those for viral infections? N- never. I mean, it, <laughs> it, it, the, the only time, you, the only time you're gonna do that is if somebody's like dying of sepsis or dying of pneumonia, right? Like just to try to keep the lungs moving. If but but at that point you're like, okay, these people are probably gonna die. You know, you have to kind of come to terms with that. And, and, yeah. and we know that this vent is only going to keep them long, uh, live long enough for the, to figure out what's last will and directives and, and shit like that. Right. Advanced directives and shit like that. Right. So it's, it's really crazy to think about that. We have doctors and nurses admitting that they basically killed people to keep the spread down in the hospital, to protect people in the hospital. And crazy, nobody's talking about it. Nobody, nobody talks about it. None of the, none of these people that want to continue these shutdowns and continue continue this this talk about passports and this and that want to talk about that shit. They don't want to. That's talk because people all. only talk about what the TV talks about, and if the TV doesn't bring attention to that, nobody's going to even think it, dude. Right. <laughs> that's that's the crazy part of this, man. The wor- the worst part of this lockdown for me has been the Twilight Zone aspect of like I just would have guessed, man, that people would be sick of this by now. I'm still seeing people walking their dog down the street by themselves with a mask on or in their car with a mask on. Right. It's like, what the, what the fuck do you think this is? You think it's just like random? I don't know. Like, dude, it's a, it's a mass psychosis. And uh, so, yeah, like I said, man, I, I reached out to my friends in the beginning of this, the people that I know and love and were just, you know, like gave them my opinion <laughs> on where we're going and, you know, how we need to stay, stay tight, stay together. And again, man, keep those lines of communication open, talk. Cause man, now everybody's, st- you know, their na- your neighbors are not trusting people and it's just a bizarre time to be a human being, man. It's taking away that human experience. I agree, gotta see man. smiles. Gotta see people. I agree, man. I agree. Well, shit, Dave, it's always a pleasure to, to hang out. I mean, I'm, I'm glad I finally got to like hang out and talk with you, even though it's over we zoom. 
But it is Bruh. a really cool looking show, so at least you got you got that going for us. It know? is. Will you come do my makeshift operation one of these days, dude? One hundred percent. After after we're done here and I get through this recording tonight, set it up, bro. Let's do it. Absolutely. I would I would be honored to come on Dave versus Goliath and uh, promote the shit out of your show with you. I appreciate you, man, very much. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, man. Hey, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you at? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's Dave. VS Goliath uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'll be back in like a week on that bad boy, but I'm going to play it safe, dude. I'm just going to post pictures of my breakfast, my dog, uh, and I'm not going to engage any Karen folks or maskers or anything like that on that platform anymore. That's for Twitter. Um, but yeah, YouTube, go please subscribe. And uh, Josh, thanks for getting me, man. You, you got me over that thousand hump. As you got deplatformed in the same day, bro. You same day. Fucking just stepped in and helped me to spite yourself. <laughs> that, dude, I, hey man, I, I I'm happy. I think I think you should definitely have as many followers as I have on the account that I can't log into right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're gonna get back in there. I'm not gonna wood. Well, shit, man. I appreciate you. Uh, I will definitely talk to you soon. And thanks for coming on. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Another successful episode dave casey is just amazing he's just one of the nicest coolest guys out there uh and he's got a lot to say so definitely go follow his show man um if you have the time for another show go add it to your list it's good it's very very entertaining and it looks pretty cool too he says makeshift i don't know how he makes it look cool but he does um anyways uh sponsors Lorenzotti.coffee for all your delicious Italian coffee needs. Use BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. Of course, toplobster.com, uh, my completely heterosexual life mate. Please hit him up. Use 10 per- or, uh, BTC for a 10% discount at checkout. And of course, anthemplanning.com for all your emergency crisis planning needs. Um, guys, check out the Patreon if you can. There's some really cool tiers there. Um, you guys, we got some great patrons and we got a great discord chat going where, uh, I think there's like 45 people in there now. Really great people. Uh, half of them are from Delaware. Surprisingly, I don't know what's going on there, but, um, uh, and, uh, also if you don't like Patreon, we have a subscribe, uh, subscribe star, which is way less yeedy from what I understand. So you can check out same thing, subscribe backslash, uh, break the cycle JS, same thing for Patreon. Um, and if you guys don't want to do either of those things, we have now been able to monetize the memberships on YouTube. So you guys can hit the join button right under this video and become a member of the channel. I am working on awesome special uh, badges for people, uh, depending on length of time that you've been a member of the channel. And also really cool emojis. Uh, right now, I think they're all set to Hoppa, but that's going to change soon. Uh, there's going to be some really cool things there for you guys, uh, especially people who are faithfully and loyally in my chat every single show i cannot tell you how much i appreciate you and how much i will appreciate the support that i know you're all going to give me anyways uh let's see what's coming up on the show oh yeah friday we got the man phil labonte lead singer of all that remains and hardcore libertarian will be on the show friday at 7 30 unfortunately i have to um record that ahead of time because he can't do fridays uh, and I wanted to have him on the Friday show. So definitely keep an eye out for that. It will be a premiere. So you guys will be able to have a live chat and do all that fun stuff like you normally do. And maybe I'll even hop in the chat and hang out with you guys while it's going on. Um, yeah, so that's Friday. But until then, don't forget to break the cycle. Have to explain The lyrics of my last song may seem to contain A violent call to action in the verse and refrain But I just stand in Minecraft The helicopter part was in reference to GTA 5 and the things you do So any violence you commit I am not an excuse Because I just stand in Minecraft Lord Chipper is my friend and he's constantly cold Accusations of incitement getting totally old Make your own choices, yeah, you have control Because I just landed in Minecraft Obviously I would never advocate force Unless it's due process and a trial, of course And if you're convicted, we will make you a corpse In Minecraft, just in Minecraft There are nothing I mean, you know it No product finish, cause it closed your COVID Holy shit, I think I'm